Okay, this is the second part of the Under Siege double feature. The so Bonanza. Bonanza. So this is Under Siege to Dark Territory. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so this is that return of Casey fucking Ryback. Yeah, so again, with the first film, there's just like no peril to him throughout the entire film. He just marches through both of them. He gets fucking he gets shot. shot. And it's like, fuck off. Like, and then it, this ain't being shot. Yeah, like, there is so there's no risk to him throughout the whole film, yeah? Yeah. Uh, and everybody just gets twatted yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, and it's not, it's not just Under Siege 1 on a train. Okay. okay. It's not that, okay? So, uh, like, quick point. Um, the sexy couple in the train... Oh yeah, um, the uh, the password people. The password people. So there's like really implied importance in these guys. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty important. I mean, they like, get paid quite well. They've got real nice clothes. So, so like, like they bring them into it, and they make it seem like maybe not the guy so much. They really make it seem that the female character is gonna be important throughout the film. Yeah, because she's like a bit of a badass and she's going to let him get his eye melted. Well, yeah, I was going to say about that. The, the, like, the weird pause of just like, yeah, tell us like some cold, I'm going to melt this guy's eye. Yeah, like the Should needle like, hey, is the fucking cold. The needle's nearly in his fucking eye by but the like, time that she but gets like, that cold. Even he pauses as well. Yeah, but... It's, it's like, tell me the code, or I'm just going to melt this, this your... But he says, I'm not going to give you the code, and he's like, oh, the psychological profile I've got on you says you will. And then he goes against, he like, starts doing it against her eye, and as soon as he starts talking about the eyeball exploding, he gives the code up. But she's just like, she's heard all that, yeah. and knows what it feels oh, yeah, like absolutely. to have that thing coming towards you, and still, and still bides her time. Absolute bitch. But she does tell him, good things come to those who wait, so maybe she's just sticking to that moral philosophy once again. Because he does get his good thing, but he's got to wait for it. Don't get the needle in the eye, and did get to bang her. Like, all in all... He can win. Up until the end, he had a good day, didn't he? Like, champagne, sex... On a train. On a train. Probably getting paid decent money. He's, he's going on a weekend break. Got threatened to get his eyeball burnt out, and then got shot. Yeah, I mean, the end of the day sucks, but, I mean, if you look at it just on numbers, that's only about 20 minutes of his day. Yeah. The rest of it was really good, so... It's kind of like the opposite like, Bob's were, Bad Day, isn't if, it? Well, yeah, Bob's Bad Night. <laughs> but if, if you were looking at it, like, as a pie chart... He was thinking... Like, Bob's, like... Well, that's the Bob thing. was going to think he was going to have a Bob, good Bob night. Bob was thinking, died, oh my God, I'm like, oh this my guy God. had a good time and then died. Yeah, like... Yeah, so, in, in Bob's mind, he's thinking, like, why couldn't this happen after, like, yeah. I had my good night? This guy's just thinking, well, at least this is happening after... I had a good time, you know yeah. what I mean? He doesn't have that regret. He dies in that man. Good dies with the boner. Fair play to him. But, like, so, like, those couple of actually imply importance. At least think the, the girl's going to be important. But, like, yeah, no, yeah. they just shoot in and then just throw her. Just throw her to say it's okay. Off a bridge and throw her into it. stream, okay. don't they? So, again, another recurring firm. Firm? Uh, firm. <laughs> Is the return of uh, Clarence Boddicker. <laughs> oh, yeah, boy! Is <laughs> his role in the, the part... Eddie of Hitler. The, yeah, hard reboot <laughs> of Bottom. Yes! <laughs> so, there's Kirkwood Smith <coughs> is the actor. And, like, I was looking, because I was thought, right, what might be amusing is to 
read like Clarence, like the quote, his memorable quotes from Under Siege 2 in the style of Clarence Bonnaker. Okay. In, in, it'd be like really, really <laughs> funny. Just be like, you know, so I, I kind of looked. If, look, if he was the same character but with Clarence Bonnaker's yeah, person. Yeah, I was looking for my yes. memorable quotes. It's just none. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what an anti climax. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. What uh, a disappointment. Yeah. I bet this Sorry. is how, I bet this is how my parents felt when I was born. <laughs> okay. Uh, and the, the the beautiful phenomenon that is like now apparent in this uh, second episode of Under Siege is the shit I ride back I am proposing. Right. That like so in the first um Under Siege and more so in the second one, in every single scene Steven Seagal's eyes are just completely blasted with light. Mm-hmm. Like he's some kind of fucking superhero with glowing eyes, yeah? Yeah. But his cousin, his um, niece, like, inherits the, like, the shit-eye gene, which basically means that every single Ryback looks at every single other person with just absolute 100% derision <laughs> yeah. at all points. Just proper shit I every time. Every single time, like... Th- like yeah, they're a family of bastards, man. Yeah. No wonder his brother got fucking and like, murdered. But he also, just gives some shit eye in a bad neighbourhood and was like, you know what, mate? Aikido's not really a practical yeah. martial art, so I don't care how you're going to grab my arm because I've got you. a gun. Yeah, <laughs> but like, but also with like their family interactions, the Ryback's interactions. He's like so oh, yeah, aggressive. Big, big dicks to each yeah, other. Everything is like, did you get here, all right? Yeah, yeah of course I did. <laughs> There's no alcohol in that drink. He said, "Bitch, <laughs> do you want a drink? Yeah, I'd like a drink. I'm quite thirsty." And then she gets really like kind of flirty with him at the bar. I said, "Oh, let's just be friends and kisses him." Like, Fuck off, Catherine Heigl. What are you doing? Okay, so again, we've got a violent share. Yep. So. Yeah, a violent mechanical... Wait, that's the wrong film. Never mind. <laughs> he may as well be mechanical, man. A violent mechanical share. Okay, I... I Robo I'll... Siege. Robo Siege. I'm Sorry, go on, go on, go on, go on. No, just like... What, like, there's a part of this... This... This film, which really starts to concern me when I think mm-hmm. about it more and more. Mm-hmm. Right, so... Do you know the scene where he, retur- he returns to the weird restaurant, uh, like in like like oh classified military like vehicles? Yeah, and it's and like he's, hey, like, he's obviously come back from like fucking killing people. Yeah, and, and, and they're like, oh, good that you're back. The sous chef's like, oh, what, like, oh, what? You can't tell me. Let me guess, you can't tell yeah, me. Yeah, and, and he's like clicking and winking, going, but, hey, but, you know, but you know. But the thing there is like. If it's supposed to be so classified that people aren't meant to know, maybe don't drop him off. Yeah. In your government like, car. And like salute him yeah, as well. And they're like, oh, Lieutenant, a pleasure working with you. Like, what was that about? Nothing. Maybe. Yeah. This is like a double bluff because them two are having some get the boss. Sort of, man, them, them two, were having, they might be having some sort of affair, them two. And this is how they cover it up. I said, he's doing secret mission. Oh, and that's why he like takes on the porter because it's like, like this young black kid and it reminds me of his, of his, of his lover. That's so sweet, man. There's hidden depths in this what, movie. What, like a romantic kind of, like, Yeah, song? like, it's sort of like a redemption, because, like, they're saluting, he's saying, it's a pleasure working with you. That's, like, the end of the relationship, and he thinks he hates him, but then, you know, he, he sees that he sees that same thing in the porter that he saw in, you know, in the guy. And in the secret that, service guy. Yeah, and he knows that, like, whatever horrible what feelings he's got now 
are always going to be won over by the love he has for him. And when he sees that in the porter, he takes him on. And ultimately, like love guides the way and they win. Okay, that's fine. But with the his secret service guy lover, do you think it's normal in a sexual relationship for one partner to like salute the other one? I don't know, man. You're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> okay, so again with the restaurant. <laughs> Why not, man? It's a term of endearment. They can salute each other. Right, don't judge, each other. man. Yeah, love right, is then, love. Okay. Why are you judging? <laughs> so, like, when he gets back to his restaurant, he goes, oh, we're really busy. The phone's ringing off the fucking up. Everybody wants to eat. Yeah, we've got reservations. We're booked. We're really fucking busy. And, and it's like, it's like, what what like busy restaurant that like of like the supposed secret service guy he's just been murdering it's like oh what this guy oh makes the best food like because he's just murdered <laughs> the people. best pizza sauce yeah because his like, ingredient hands, is residual yeah, blood yeah like, he's had his hands in guts it makes it really nice okay umami flavor. so again we've got his we we have the return of Casey's love of uh, yeah. improv kitchen bomb absolutely have have you got something detailed on that. Mate, I've got part two of my fucking recipes, haven't right, I? Right, okay, so I won't delve into that now. Again, <laughs> he's using his signature weapon, his knife. Okay, so it's trademark. Under Siege 1, knife, death. Like, Under Siege 2, knife, and the second baddie. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Slices the wrist in the same way. Isn't yeah, it? Exactly. Right, so. And, and it, again, it's the only clearance that he can get, but everybody knows his name. Casey fucking driver. Yeah. That's what it says. Yeah, on the, on, like on the train that the people select. Yeah. They don't just go, let's have a quick look. Yeah, let's have a look at the passengers. Like, I can look, I can control, case. I can control global satellites from this train. Yeah, let's just. But I won't remember. check the listing. Yeah, just in case. The you know, name, the listing. Like, what if fucking John Cena are on there? You're going to have a bad time. He's not going to let you take over, man. You're going to make you look like a bitch. These are the kinds of things you need to check. Exactly. To be prudent. Yeah. I mean, they didn't count on Casey Ryback being on the train, obviously. But, like, even if it's one in a billion, just fucking crunch the the numbers, bro. Like, why take the risk? Just go. What have they got? They've got a billion dollars at stake, haven't they? Yeah. Be worthwhile, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'd take the risk, man. Even if it. Costs. I reckon even a search on Wikipedia or something like that. Cheeky little Google. Uh, yeah, man. In case you up, Casey fucking Ryberg. Oh, fucking hell. Let's choose next train. Yeah, let's not get that train. Okay, right, so. And then, Mind you, they have to get that train because that's the one that the two password people are on. <clears throat> so, they, so they have to. Anyway, go on. Okay, right, so just. Uh, just like a little bit expanding from your point on the uh, Under Siege one about like potential spin offs. Oh, okay. Okay, I mean, these are, these are. Some Under Siege 2 spin offs? Yeah, yeah, great. So, like, uh, these, these are kind of quick ones. I mean, they're not necessarily like very much like sort of uh, like um, adaptations of an idea. They're pretty much just replacements, okay? okay. So, we've got like number one is Ready, Steady, and Just the Cook. <laughs> Or Ready Steady Ryback. I like Ready Steady Ryback. I think Ready Steady Ryback. I've yeah. got Ready Steady and Just a Cook, but because I'm, I'm just Just a Cook. Yeah, but like Ready Steady Ryback, you're probably better. So you got two, <laughs> you got two teams. Okay. Right, and like so, it's hosted by like coming. Hey, you got the teams here. Thanks for justifying the name of your fake show. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. yeah. So, so two teams. So, so you got your one chef, like you know whoever they have. 
maybe you could bring like, you could bring back Hainsley as chef because obviously he's the classic host and I want uh, Warrell Thompson as well yeah what the thief yeah Coleslaw Thief Coleslaw Thief Anthony Warrell Thompson I want him on there uh huh let's make okay it but you've got one chef and then who's your guest you have like one weapon expert right a weapon expert a weapon expert right so you've got a bag of like mixed food and household like kitchen equipment and chemicals okay. so basically you get a b- mixed bag of food and like household stuff you brought dill pickles and ammonia what are you gonna make yeah like, or some sort of incendiary device no doubt yeah <laughs> okay and then so the goal is that you've got to produce a delicious dish as long as you survive Oh, right. So you still got to okay. cook. Okay. But there's like so if you've got like bleach and steak, you've got to make some sort of bleach-based hollandaise that won't kill you. No, 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 no. You've got to kill the. You've got to make something to kill the other team, but still make oh, something shit. delicious. Like the Hunger Games, man. Yeah, but but you're not going to be hungry because you've got food. You got food, yeah. but then you got to go murder someone. Yeah. Well, and then you balance it. What do you start doing? Because you, you've got to balance out. You don't want your cooking to be bad, do you? So you're going to start your murder in at the right time. Do you murder them first, then cook, and then rob their ingredients? Well, no. I wait for them to start cooking. Hmm. And then, like, if they're doing a souffle, hopefully they can't bang it because it's not going to rise. So I just rush over them, fuck the souffle, stab him in the kidney. Hmm. You know, side control, man, choke him out. With, with your extensive BJJ knowledge now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, there they are. And then so you have food, and then you have food critics judging it. So, you have like a couple of food critics, and then you have like one martial arts like expert who like judges like the death. Steven Seagal? Can they? No, because he's hosting it. Oh, um, Eddie Bravo then. No, you, you, you're like Doug Manchada from that, like, uh, um, one where you make the knives, where he just, like, bows at everybody. That's, like, Do you want your Romero, mate? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know anything about weapons. Of course he does, he, man. Okay. You say I don't know! <laughs> uh, go on, go on, go on. <laughs> Okay, and then the second quick one. Save it from second quick one is uh, Casey's Kitchen Nightmares. So it's exactly the same process as Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmares. So he goes in as the shit food where he's like, it's burned. like that. It's like a shit kitchen where he's gross and he's like dirty bastards, but like yeah. in Steven Seagal's. Like rooting through some mouldy lemon tank. Yeah. yeah. Not for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly like that. Clean kitchen. Now this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Talking so to all that, mm. and then it's like has all the nice restaurant. It's like now San Pietro's is looking forward to a bright new future under the new management and new style implemented by Casey's Kitchen Nightmares. <laughs> but then he just fucking murders everybody. Yeah, man. Everybody just fucking kills him. You might have been rolling your pizza though. You forgot to cover and conceal. Yeah, you know about that, right? Yeah. <laughs> and they're just dead. Yeah, just snapping necks. Snapping necks. Aikidoing people out the fucking window. <laughs> strangling people with his black belt. Oh, yeah. No, I'm on board with that TV good. show. Good. Absolutely. Good. Good. I want it. I like it. I want it. Okay. Let's fund it. Cool. Should we set up a Patreon? Crowdfund apart. Probably. Okay. Right, so, uh, take you back to my recipes. So, Babish, I'm talking to you again, pal. 
Um, <laughs> so under siege two, your recipes would be for your YouTube cooking show, Casey Cooking Ryback. Um, you'd do the whole bottle of brandy cake, because uh, the porter wants a drink, but he specifically says, don't give him any brandy, because I need it for the cake. But he can't have a single shot of brandy, because he needs the entire bottle for this cake. He's going to get his niece drunk, so she forgets how he's not been there for like 17 years. Make that cake, please, somebody. Um, recipes from his book, chicken cannelloni, fruit salad with uh, crystallised ginger. You can make them as one dish or two. They don't specify. Oh, the, 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 the Newton, he's got that. He's yeah, really man, shitty on, on, his fucking, on his crazy device. And then the final recipe is the concentrated coconut milk, lighter fluid, glass bomb. Making a bomb. Yeah, that's that sounds scrummy, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, let's begin. Under Siege 2, my... Um, this is my collection of random thoughts. These are all the things I just want to get out of the way. So I picked out quite a few lines of dialogue that I absolutely adore from this film. The, uh, the first one is where Casey's talking about the train and he says, I missed the funeral, so I'm not gonna miss the train. Like, well, I'm sorry Casey, right back, but that doesn't make sense because you've got a bad track, or, uh, track record, mate. You're zero for one, like, um, if, if I was a betting man, it's more. I think it's more important to miss a train than it is a funeral. If I was a betting man, of the I'd two, if you had to the, miss what? If you missed a fucking funeral, I'd well believe that you will miss a fucking. Yeah, train. I'm, I don't think <laughs> you're gonna dick. make it, bro. Yeah, I give out to bet. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, I missed it. What funeral? Oh, fuck. But not the train. Oh, not the train. Not a chance, pal. I'll make everything better with my punctuality little. to like. Be on time for public transport. Well done, KFC. Well done, dickhead. The other one is when he's talking to his niece at the bar and she comes over and she's uh, like, I don't want to fight. I just promised myself that I would say everything that I wanted to say. But now we can just be friends. And she kisses him on the cheek and says, I'm going for a walk. (laughs) Where? (laughs) Where are you going? (laughs) You fucking idiot. (laughs) What do you mean you're going for a walk? Oh my god. Uh, my next favourite, these are not in chronological order, by the way. My next favourite is the lady who comes down the bathroom and goes, I broke my bra. <laughs> I feel like she's got some rich husband in the real world and she's like, I really want to be an actor. And he's like, right, I'll pull some strings. And he phones Stephen Seagal. He's like, mate, I'll give, you, I'll give you fucking, I'll give you 10 grand if you just put my wife in your movie. And then, like, that's the best performance. No, you you're are, incorrect. Oh, that, go on. Who is she? That is the best best piece of improv ever. Oh, you reckon? Yeah, so he does so that. So Steven Seagal comes out of that thing in the bathroom and he's like, you've got to do something, the cameras are rolling. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> no, he the does that and then, and then she delivers that line, I broke my bra, like yeah. that. Like, just crystal clear, gives him enough time to absolutely dispatch absolutely. I've with seen, zero problems. I've severely misjudged her in, frankly, a misogynistic way. I, I assume that her husband was paying away in life when, realistically, she's making her own way and... She's a diamond in the rough, frankly. I'm going to look her up on IMDb. I want to know what else she's been in. And I want to know what else she's contributed to this art we call film. Like, if she's done, like, long, like tons of, like, really, like, deep stuff, she's going to look really fucking stupid. Well, I'm not, because I'm pretty sure I'm going to find her in some other film where she's broken a bra. Because I reckon she's a one-trick pony pal. Right, immediately after that, Casey Ryback snaps that motherfucker's neck and then goes, tits to die for. Like, yeah, she heard that, pal. She's right behind you. Show a bit of class. 
No. Yeah. Be a bit more. Be a bit more bodica. Give her some gum because chivalry ain't dead, pal. Chivalry ain't dead. Right. Next one. Um, his niece talk. His niece is talking to the uh, the train employee, and she's bigging him up, and she says. He talks about him having all these medals, and she says he's got medals so secret he can never show them to anyone. Now, I'm not calling him a fraud, right? <laughs> but that certainly seems like a tall tale, yeah? I don't think there'd be much point in making those medals, because if it's something so secret you can't talk about it, if you give someone a medal, you're essentially creating evidence. That's not a good idea, is it? I think he's chatting shit. Like... When you're going on late night and you really don't want to talk to the taxi driver and he tells you, yeah, I, I used to be secret forces. Oh, did you? And yeah, yeah, I've got medals. Oh, did like, you? They're all secret though, but you can't just like, oh, I can't show them that. to anybody. Like, if I show them to anybody, like, I can get killed. Like, oh, the queen hell. sends somebody to like, go and kill me and you're like, fuck Jesus Christ, that's pretty heavy, man. How much is the fare? I'll get out here. Yeah, I'll fucking walk. Yeah, never mind, mate. <laughs> Right, so uh, a bit later on, Casey Ryback gets shot, and then he says, "This ain't being shot." Oh, don't give a fuck. This no, you've been shot. No, you have been sniper rifle. No, you have been shot, Casey Ryback. Like that's a silly thing to say. You have been shot. Don't try and be macho. You've just been shot. Um, bit later on in the movie, when we're in the uh, the military bit with all the computers everywhere, that one guy says, "Is there any chance the trains are going to collide?" Oh yeah. Oh yeah, mate. So this guy who's built this entire fucking weapon and the system it's based on and successfully hacked and hijacked the satellite on a hijacked train that he got after he faked his fucking death all while hiding his weapons location and his own location from the entire military. Yeah, he didn't check the train schedule, mate. Yeah, lucky for us. They are going to collide, actually. Call off the bombers because God had a plan. (laughs) No, you fucking melt. Of course the trains are not going to collide. Who is this imbecile? Get him out of here. Absolute weapon, pal. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, that's a selection of my favourite uh, my favorite stupid things that happen in this movie. Okay. Apart from that, Cerebral Bliss, frankly. Well, uh, yeah, I think, I think it's very much a thinker compared to the first film. I think it is... It's, it deals oh, with a lot more complex global issues. Yeah, man. And it's relevant more so today than it ever has been. I mean, I think these, <laughs> these elements have always been prevalent within our modern society. But again, nowadays, they become more, more important. Chat, shit, whilst, pal. Whilst on real-life issues. Hit me with your best shot. I'm saying... In order for the safeness of the entire world, the US needs to adopt a UK train system for global security. And it's essential for world peace. Because in the UK, this is how Under Siege 2 goes. (laughs) So Casey fucking Ryback. I hope he books his ticket under that name anyway. Right, he so absolutely does, because that's what his passport says. Yeah. So, he books his tickets, yeah? Yeah. He, he, he goes to the little bit, <laughs> puts his card in, yeah. right? And it, right, and it's, it's just not there. It's not there, and it's just fucking spitting out his card. It's a replacement. Like, the t- no, wait. 
for like 10 minutes, right? Okay. And then he just goes, oh, fuck it, I'm going to be late. So he just fucking pays for... He just pays at the booth, all right, okay? So, and then we're supposed to believe that he's meeting somebody coming from an other train. Yep. And then they, they, they both they have both to be... They both arrive on time. And they both yep. have to be on another train. <laughs> Not happening, right, okay? So oh, whilst dear. he's fucking waiting... He's, he's like, what the fuck am I going to do? So he has to buy some coffee and it's stupid hot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and probably just instant coffee. Yeah, just fucking just scold somebody if he just fucking needs to. <laughs> just throwing it in people's faces. Yeah. If just put a bit of coconut oil in it and then it's a bomb. Yeah, probably. The caffeine acts as an Right, so fucking, tra- <laughs> fucking train finally comes, okay. So he goes on, Casey goes onto the train, so what does he do? He checks the fucking kitchen, doesn't he? Yep. It's that little fucking booze like that. That little and car. He's, yeah, he's like, how's he cooking like that? And he's, and he's just like, one minute, she press that button, press that button, bag of walkers, one pound twenty. Yeah, he's like, god damn. <laughs> right, so, like, yes, I did bring enough change for this. <laughs> Everything's overpriced, Casey. So, cool. so then again, like so Casey goes mental trying to create like sort of his uh, old cuisine in the microwave and it's just not yep. fucking working. Right. Right, and then like they're on the train like in like trying to get fucking like Wi-Fi's like global positioning oh, God, yeah. no fucking way. Mother chance, like, and, and like so the dude pays like the Elon Musk guy. He pays like <laughs> ten quid for like a fucking like two hour train train journey, and he loses like service every like five seconds. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and he says, "Oh, to his guys, give us all this money. I will kill this target in like five minutes. It's buffering." You're describing yeah. Northern Rails. Pretty evil, right? <laughs> again, and then like again, you you mentioned it. It's like I was in a fucking ship. That stuff. When he gets to his place, and he's like, oh, right, now you've got to get on a replacement bus. Like that. So he's just <laughs> logging all this fucking... Replacement gear. bus service, pal. Yeah, like, and just, like, oh, you're ushering all, like, the hostages onto, like, a fucking minicab. <laughs> like that. Jesus Christ, yeah. Yeah, and you've got, right, can we just stop here in dark territories? Like, no, I can't no, stop. No, can't stop. Can't stop, mate. Right, okay, yeah. Sit down. Don't stand behind the line. Ring the bell. Don't get up till the bus is stopped. Yeah, and so as always doing this earthquake thing, that's not going to work, is it? You know, oh, no yeah, earthquake in midair, yeah, probably yeah. not. Possible. Train time's been reliable. No. Well, again, it's work of fantasy, right? Absolute, Fan- absolute absolute madness. Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. So this is making the, making the world safer at all of these parts, okay. isn't it? Yeah, okay. The toilet smell, right? Dad put him off, wouldn't it? He, yeah, know, he wouldn't be... He wouldn't yeah. be happy about it, would he? No. Like, he, you know, he, he's Particularly if the booth he ended up in was next to the toilet. He was trying to set up his satellite. He's like, all I can smell is like, Why can I still smell shit? <laughs> God. Like, oh, we've sprayed the air freshener. Oh, it still smells like shit. I can't imagine them two password people banging on a train like that, though. No, not at all. Like on, you know, the uh, the seats that face each other with the little tables in the middle. Just like lying on one of them covered in like crushed cans of cider and stuff. With a load of Millwall fans screaming from the end of the carriage. Oh yeah. And the guy walking past that tickets please. Yeah man. Tickets from Houston, please. And you're like fucking hell, I'm trying to 
Make sweet love here, bro. <laughs> we'll let you not make it easy. <laughs> when the ticket guy, or when the ticket guys went walking down, we too embarrassed to ask for tickets because like the train you got your headphones. No, because like the train <laughs> is packed. And it's like full of oh, commuters shit, and yeah. stuff. People with suitcases and people trying to take over the fucking world. Everyone looking pissed off. Yeah, yeah. It's can you move down to that carriage? No, sorry. There's like some dude trying to like fucking. Yeah, two people tied to chairs with like fucking needles in their eyes, and he's like. Oh. I've seen your tickets. Yeah. I've already seen your I've tickets. I've seen your tickets. I'll yeah. move on. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go back to the conductor's thing. Lock the fucking door. <laughs> so yeah, that's what that's all I've got for that. Really. So I, I agree. I, I, the US should adopt that system. It, this would never have happened <laughs> in the UK. Not possible. Not, not on time anyway. No. Right. So um, I had issues with the stripper in Undersea's one. <laughs> yes, you weirdly did. I also had issues with her counterpart in this movie, the porter. Okay. I'll put it to you that he is absolutely the worst sidekick in all of fiction. So, his first interaction with the Ryback, he just starts hitting on some kid. <laughs> She's pretty young, bro. Uh, I guess he is quite young too, but still not cool, man. Uh, he meets her again knows that it's this guy's niece now and just starts hitting her again starts lying to her about his broom closet and then threatens to restrain her then actually tries to fucking restrain her she has to defend herself like it's not looking good so he goes to get himself a drink and meets Casey Ryback in the bar yeah then he threatens to use some sort of unknown martial art on her (laughs) yeah so all this shit goes down on the train, right? Terrorists everywhere. He's hiding. Casey finds him hiding in the baggage. He immediately just starts freaking out, losing his shit, right? Trying to hide. Trying to screaming, giving away the position. And he's saying to him, kind of like, come here, don't make me raise my voice. And this guy's just freaking out, man. Gives him some instructions. He gets told, you go through the bags, I need you to find a weapon or something oh, that can be used around. as a weapon. And he just pisses around, he finds a fishing rod, a pool cue, it's like a bra or something. He's there with a bra going, you know about that, brother? Are you taking this seriously at all? You idiot! Like, people are dying! What the fuck are you doing? Twatting around with, like. Stop fucking about, man! You look for a weapon! What are you gonna do with a pool cue, you idiot? He's not, They've got guns! He's not understood the seriousness of not the situation. Gun. What and Idiot! But he knows they've got guns. What, he's going to get them with a fishing rod? What are you going to do? Fucking reel them in, you absolute moron. Oh, my God. Yeah. So then all this shit goes down. They're off the train. They've got the CD. They get back on the train. He's sitting there with his gun. He's like, oh, I should never got back on this train. And then he's got a gun in his face, right? And then this guy's saying, you want to turn around? Or do you want to see it coming? And what does he do? He's like, oh, do you want to help me out here? That's not a good strategy, is it? If someone's coming to try and help you when there's a gun in your face, don't fucking start talking to them. Are you stupid? He's just going to turn around and blow Steven Seagal away, turn back to you and say, right, as I was saying, sunshine... Do you want to turn around or do you want to see it coming? You have to just let him hit him. Why? Why do, uh, do you want to help me out? Of course he wants to help <laughs> you out. You fucking melt. Sure. So then, a bit later on, we see him helping Casey 
shoot the hostages, just starts unloading a fully automatic weapon yeah. into the train <laughs> carriage. Untrained. Just, just spraying and praying while everyone's screaming on the ground. Yeah, they should what be all right. What's going on? <laughs> they release the hostages. He gets back with Casey. He's like, I want to help. You're the hero. I just want to help. He's like, right, climb up that ladder and see if you can commandeer the helicopter. He's like, no. No, no fucking way. Are you crazy? But then to his credit, he, he does, does, does actually do it. To his credit, gets in there, beats that girl up and yeah, throws man. her out. Then Fight puts on. the gun in the pilot's face and says, keep the helicopter right here or I'm going to kill you. No, you're not. You <laughs> fucking idiot. Because <laughs> you don't know how to fire a helicopter. What's killing him going to accomplish? All that guy needs to do is like, right, go on and shoot me. I've decided that we're going over there. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. Go on, you shoot me. And then you'll you crash and burn. Yeah. yeah, you'll die. You shoot, me. you shoot me, you die. That's basically like, what happens. I would have done a list of pros and cons for killing the porter, but frankly, it would have just been a list of pros. He does nothing. He gets that CD and he doesn't just snap it. But just that, snap that, it. Like, even if you all die then, they can't do anything. anything. You just saved everyone. Yeah. He says it himself. The train is just like, just scrap metal without the CD. Yeah. Just snap the CD. You're an idiot for not bringing but, a copy. But does Casey, well, snap the CD. Casey knows he has the CD and doesn't just tell him, though. Yeah. To that, be fair. The, the, the other thing is, uh, the, the guy, you know, real-life small soldiers guy, Yes. Like almost Henry Rollins. Uh, he says like Brian Fury yeah, Don't shoot either of them. They could they can have the C D. I don't want anyone putting a bullet through it. Like bad advice. Shoot them in the face because they don't have a CD glued to their face. <laughs> shoot them in the face, search the body. Cause like that one guy pins Steven Seagal and he can't shoot him, and that's how they fall off the train. Mm. Like Shoot him in the face, stop the train, search the body. Found the porter, can't shoot him, might have the CD. No, shoot him in the face, search the body, find the CD. Muppets. Yeah? Absolute Muppets. That's fair. I can't disagree with that, you know what? I'm just, the anticipation is killing me. Well, the thing is, that brings us quite nicely into, <laughs> should really just like prepare this like far earlier. I'm going to buy you a little bell. Mm, so it might be quite just easier, which appropriately, see the poorness, the poorness of the, uh, the mob really does reflect in The return of Casey's fighting. The the, the, ah! mo- the most popular segment of this. <laughs> oh, of course. It's just fast rising up there. Yeah. I think it's what it's what most people. I think they, I think we should put a time stamp on when it starts. Absolutely. I think a lot of people just cheer for this now. I'll make sure that happens. Okay. Okay. So general mob, as you said, they're sloppy bunch. Yeah. Yeah. So standard, he knackers them all. Right. Mm-hmm. Pretty simple. But in this one, there is a lot of flare moves by Seagal. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he goes over. Yeah, he goes over and above what is necessary. He's like left, 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 right, and center. He's just like wasting people. But with class, yes. Excessive force 
Absolutely. Oh yeah, but sometimes unnecessary force is necessary. Oh no, that, I'm saying this is it. He uses excessive force excessively. Works Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, and afters in this film, you've got to put a big plus on it. A lot of his pagans get just unnecessary. Just like. I've beaten you is some fucking extra. I was just about to say, in addition to that, there's also a lot more quips post-death in this movie. Exactly. Which just adds to the humiliation. So the, That's the flair of it. Yeah, so, so general mob. Right, so I'm looking... So that that alone is an 8 out of 10. Absolutely. Right, so then, then your main bad guy, so your Brian Fury guy, solid, yeah? Yeah. yeah. But you know what this guy, this Muppet... You know what he doesn't think? He fights Seagal in his own environment, man. Yeah. In, in, in the kitchen, the kitchen. Man, You're a fish out of water, man. And mm-hmm. like a fish out of water, Seagal in the kitchen quite literally batters him. <laughs> Idiot. Yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, again, nobody... He be- does, like... <laughs> nobody beats him in See, the kitchen. like I said... So it's a 9 out of 10 for that one. Oh, absolutely. Like I said, I watched this film as a kid, right? And then I didn't see it for many, many, many years. And I watched it maybe a year or two ago. And I'd forgotten about that big fight at the end. I didn't remember much of the film. And I'd forgotten about that big fight at the end. And what struck me as odd, and it's the same when I watched the first one, the final fight, it's not even close. No. It's absolutely fucking battering people. Does it, I, and I was like, I wanted some sort of, um, I don't, you know, don't, oh, don't, maybe, don't, maybe he's not going to win. Oh, God, maybe no. the bank But no, he's fucking murdering people, slicing the wrists up and, like, fucking... No threat of peril throughout Absolutely it. not. I think he might take, like, about one punch or something like that throughout the entire film. He gets shot, obviously, because he loves doing that. Oh, yeah. Like, that's his bag, yeah. Getting shot. That yeah, absolutely, is bag. But I mean, generally speaking, what are you rating overall? Fight rating? Right, I'm overall? saying general mob, eight out of ten for the flight. No, rounds. I mean in terms of. And then the, to- total fight, nine out of ten. I mean the movie in its totality. Like if you had to rate overall, it's almost like I want to watch some good fights. I've got Under Siege one and two. Which should I watch? Fights wise, Under Siege two. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. In the first one, it's more clinical. I'd say more style, more style. In this one, it's like it's sort of uh, it's it's the sequel. Yeah, I mean, you, you could deserve, market. isn't it? It's exactly what you thought you wanted. You could and mark, they just deliver. You could mark it down that like the last fight is not the main villain because obviously it takes out the main villain quite simply. Yeah. So could mark down for that, but it's still solid nine out of ten for this fight. Absolutely. It tastes fight rating. Absolutely. Right. You ready to hate me? Yes. More, more. I'd like to read something to you. It's a quote from someone I find to be quite inspiring. Should I sit on the floor? Should I cross my legs or something? Yeah, or is that? Happy. Okay. Okay. I don't okay. know. You're entering into another dimension. Not only of sight and sound, but of mind. Mm-hmm. Do you know who said that? Go on. Travis Dane, Under Siege 2. Damn it. Is, is that you not, might have thought it was Elon from Musk, a, though. Is that not from a Isn't Twilight it? Zone, though? I don't know. But you I, might, I, I think it's the, is that, is that not part of the introduction of a Twilight Zone. I believe it is. Yeah. And it's a little bit Elon Musky for my taste. Oh, he absolutely has that kind of, like, 
just like uber genius, like with the ability to control everything. Yeah. I like Elon. It's not 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 only could he so, build it himself, he could control it as well. So I started thinking about what Elon Musk actually does because, like I say, like this introduction is all alluding to. He just reminded me of Elon Musk. So I started thinking about Elon Musk because I like him. You know, he's an interesting guy. I started looking at some of the stuff he does. He's got SpaceX. It's the only private company. That Call can... that guy a pedo as well. What? Call that guy a pedo. Didn't the guy who rescued them kids when Elon Musk wanted to do like a sub. Elon Musk wanted to build a sub to rescue some kids and then some English guy just rescued him like a scuba guy. <laughs> and he, Elon Musk called him a pedo on Twitter. Did he? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> it's dead funny. Oh, fuck. Did I know that? I didn't know that, no. <laughs> but yeah, so SpaceX, the only private company that can launch rockets into space, yeah. He wants to colonise Mars and, like, he's inventing tech that NASA said was impossible, like reusable rockets and stuff. He's got the boring company that are digging these tunnels under LA and, like, he's saying that the government don't care about the existential nature it's of the tunnels. It's both a boring and boring company, isn't it? Sure. <laughs> And he can, he's just digging these tunnels under LA. Sorry. Stop it. No one understands why. <laughs> yeah, no one cares why. He's just digging tunnels. And he's got Tesla, where he's making dancing supercars that are solely electric powered. It's crazy. Yeah. And I start thinking about Travis Dane. And like, Travis Dane goes through a pretty hard time in this movie. Like, he's. His boss discount Rick Mail from the Bottom Hard reboot. Oh, yeah. He's an absolute dick, right? His, his co-workers are having this intimate relationship in breach of the ATAP rules, you know. He builds what is, frankly, an amazing piece of equipment that his bosses and co-workers are simply incapable of understanding. Oh, he's the guy who just smokes all the time as well, isn't he? Mm. And he's just, he's always on, like, on the phone, like, just to his wife. He's like, oh, just, ah, fucking, I'm yeah. smoking at work. <laughs> Alright, love, I'm at work, do some stuff. <laughs> so, so he's built this amazing thing that no one understands and like no one can really use. And then some fat, socially awkward fucking pervert hijacks it after his supposed death and uses it to spy on naked sunbathing women. Yeah, yeah. So, so they have it and they just go, oh, you built this thing. Oh, it's really good, is it? Can you tell us how it works? Nah. No. Nah. Oh, sure. Okay. So then they fire him and say that he's, he's shut down his work and tell him that it's non-essential. And then after his death, they're all constantly referring to him as a maniac and he like his superiors all talking shit about him saying like, they, oh, they don't, sane people don't make things like this. And then... Like, yeah. they fucking paid for it, you dickheads. Yeah, and then, and then after that, they just steal his work after his death. And this started to bug me. Because I'm sure Elon Musk has probably had his fair share of obstacles and adversity in his career. And I just started to think, can you imagine what he could fucking do if he just had enough of us all one day and decided, you know what? Just to pang a result. Fuck this species. Yeah. So Elon Musk, right? He worries about AI and says that it's his concerns are inevitable, right? And I think the exact same thing about him. I worry about him. I think that him enslaving us all is fucking inevitable. That's my main fear, man. Like, some inevitable real-life, like, 
Under Siege 2 style scenario where Elon Musk is just launching these fucking reusable Ooh. rockets all around the world, well, that, like dominating the fucking globe, we're all being guided into these giant underground tunnels they, underneath that, LA by dancing cars just leading us down, down by these electric fucking supercars into these caverns while rockets circumnavigate yeah. the globe. Who's gonna save us then? Did Steven fucking Seagal? No. Nope. Don't think so, mate. No. Well, that's what are we gonna do? Well, that's what they, that's what they reckon. The biggest risk to global security is from cyber. What from Elon Musk? It, well, right. So think about it. So they they like governments like talk about like having like armed troops to thingy. No, that's not how the world's gonna change. So it would be like Elon Musk would like sort of take over like like weapons to right. blow up things like in different countries he wouldn't have to do that he would just have to take over like cyber networks and he could oh track my God. everything and control absolutely everything it's, it's going to happen we I need to be scared look right look at this film as a warning I okay? wholeheartedly this is what endorse. could happen our yeah. AI overlords until, at this point. I'm going to state at this it's, point. It's not AI we need to worry about. It's Elon Musk. Until now, then Elon I Musk has shown pity on us as a species, yeah? Okay, He's I... choosing not to overthrow. Can you imagine what you'd fucking do if you had a brain that big, man? The things you could do, being as evil and fucking arrogant as we are, the things that we would do, man. Can if I, I had access to a rocket... Could, could I just be better at play, playing guitar or something? Absolutely. I mean, it's pretty productive. You probably put... Like, if you wanted to learn guitar, I reckon it'd be like a virtuoso within a month, frankly. Fair. And then we'd have, that'd, that'd be another fucking thing to worry about. Mm-hmm. Face-melting solos. From Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's what, that's how he does it. Like, he just dominates. Just Like, he doesn't really just do it. He just does it to taunt everybody. So, like, every single thing, so every single image... On any single screen, he's always playing like Elon Musk's like rock video. Playing guitar. Like yeah, it's, well, it's just him like full Dave Mustaine, nice. just playing proper shredding like nice. solos. So it's like, oh, what's on? But there's there's what's never on YouTube. There's well, never Dave. like any melodies or lyrics or anything. It's just solos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. forever. Yep. Oh, yeah. nice. I like that idea of that. Fair. It just taunting us. It's like this is the power I have. Just fucking. Check yourself. <laughs> Humanity, or I'll fucking crush you. Yeah, In a press of a fucking button. I believe that he could and would do it, frankly. Yeah, fair. So, overall, Undersea's one or two. Pick your favourite. I think, because, like, nostalgically, I'm going to have to say one, because I saw that when... Like, I've seen that a lot more, mm. and it, like, sparked my just absolute, just, just, I, I don't know, like, interest in Steven Seagal, like, full stop. Yeah, fair. Because, like... Steven Seagal's a pretty cool guy, man. He's, he's like, kind pretty, of really cool, really he's, weird. Like, he's, like, a super... He's, like, legit. Like, he's been used to train, like, he, police forces. Yeah, he, he's, he's also, trained in Japan. He's, like, one of the first American uh, guys to train in Japan. Yeah, apparently. but then he did, like, to weird... To train people in Japan, I mean. He did, like, weird stuff in Russia. Yeah. 
which is weird. I don't know an awful lot about him. I just have residual knowledge, but he's a cool guy. But I, I, I probably um, say Under Siege 2 for the exact same reason, that I've seen it way more. I saw it first. I have like I just know it so much better, and I just think it's fucking cooler, man. It's a, it's, uh, it's a guy know. blowing up planes and stuff just it, for fun. It, like, it, it, def- it definitely adds. It takes Under Siege One and like turns it but up. What I noticed, it adds to it. What I noticed because I'd never seen Under Siege One when I watched it for the first time. I was like, I was like, Casey Ryback's got a completely different personality in the first movie. He's yes, like, he's like super jokey and like doing impressions of his boss and stuff. But then I thought like... Hello. <laughs> well, that's the second one, isn't it? He's still yeah. a bit like, he's like hello. <laughs> that guy's abseiling down to him. But he's, um, I guess if, if, like, if that kind of shit kept happening to you, like, I'd be pretty dry as well, I reckon. I would be cracking wide. I'd be like, this shit again, for fuck's sake. I think I'd also like, if that had happened to me before, if, even if I was just travelling with my niece, I'd take a gun with me. Like, I would be more prepared than Steven Seagal always seems to be. Yeah, you would have thought he for his like top top secret middle military yeah, like clearance that nobody carry. but everybody knows about yeah, that have, he would have a concealed carry license. Yeah. He even yeah. says to that guy covering conceal, he uses the word conceal, he's not stranger to it. But overall I'm saying Under Siege Two is my personal favourite, but I I very much love them both. Oh absolutely. Yeah. And like in terms of terms of like absolute just like belting both of them just do not disappoint on yeah. any level just fucking sit down and take your brain out because Casey Ryback's taking you on a fucking ride absolutely what's next um escape from New York yeah right okay you know where we'll be and Casey fucking right back. 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 Casey fucking right back.